Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1236 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Just had Bob Nicholson on from the Oilers Entertainment Group. This text comes in. I'm uh, just trying to see which. Who's t- All right, there it is. Uh, it says, Bob, our are you and Bob Nicholson pushing for Jason Kenney's next campaign manager position? Uh, that is one perspective uh, that we got. Sam G has texted the show to say, hey, Bob, too bad for all those naysayers about the premier, but the best thing that's happened for Alberta under this circumstance or pandemic is having Jason Kenney as premier. And I mean this literally from Sam G. So there's your range. And uh, again, Thoroughly apolitical. The testing numbers speak for themselves. And now the uh, Prime Minister has said that the federal government will assist provincial governments in testing more. We bring a guy on board who, uh, you know what, he's about as testy of a guy as. No, it's not true. He's he's actually a really easygoing guy to get along with and not afraid to make uh, fun of himself as well. Have you shaved your beard yet, Elliot Friedman? Are you. Has, has the puck dropped? The pocket. Well, is is the puck going to drop, Elliot? I I just I'm an optimistic guy, Bob. I believe yes. it's going to happen. I I can't. I'm not betting my mortgage payments on it, but I'm going to hope it's going to happen. I saw a picture of Dave Randorf today, and uh, he's giving you a run for uh, the he best. Is? Go- I got to see this out. Oh yeah, I don't know. And he's got a lot of gray beard going in that goat. Let me tell you. We're let old, me- man. We are old. I don't think I've gone longer than 10 days since the age of about 19 without shaving. Seriously. And as you know, I planted trees for 11 years. And even then, I used to... I saw to, that picture. Look at Yeah. Good. Well, I, I was almost... I was starting to get fat by that point in 91. The 86, 87 years... I was uh, leaned up. This is Oilers Now. We've got Elliot Freeman for the River Cree Resort Casino from NHL Hockey and Rogers. And Elliot is our headliner today for Touchback Safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. A training session still readily available. Uncertain times. So I know you reported last night. What can you tell us with this fluid situation, Elliot? Well, I think the players are voting. And from everything I'm hearing, like, you know, it, it was like, I think there's some teams that are upset. Um, I think there's some players that are upset. I, and I think that, like, there, there's two issues here. There's the overall safety issue, which I think is another issue, which is another thing entirely. And there's the playoff format issue. And, you know, I don't think 24 teams, Bob, is very popular. I, I don't think there's a lot of teams that don't really like it. I think what's going to happen is, Despite that, these players are going to plug their noses and vote in favor for it. And I don't think it'll be unanimous. I, I think there'll be some teams that'll vote against it. But I think uh, the the majority of them will vote for it. And um, I think that's what's going to happen. I think I, I still think there's some tweaks that have to be done potentially to what's going to happen with the, those top four seeds and how their little round robin's going to work. But uh, Bob, I. I 
My my guess is it's going to happen, although nothing is done until it's done. So when they vote, do they vote collectively as a team? Is that That's how the, the vote? way it's set up right now? That All right. Your basically the NHLPA has what's called its executive board, and its executive board is comprised of the uh, 31 individual team reps, and they vote on behalf of their team. Now, apparently, and I've seen some reports that there's some people who felt that it should be a uh, like each player has a vote, right? But to this point in time, um, that has not occurred, as far as I know. I mean this in all sincerity, Elliot, because uh, I would think there would be a distinct possibility that the guys that are on the seven teams that are out, yeah, would would vote against it. I, why would you? Why would their vote? Why would those seven teams matter if they're not going to play? Well, I think that those seven teams still have a vote in the executive board. I do agree with you, Bob. Like, uh, I, I was told, like, I remember about a couple weeks ago when it started to get out that those seven teams might be out for the year. Um, I, I remember asking a couple of guys, you know, what, like, what would the vote be if the players took the vote? And the first question they would ask me back is, are we including this, those seven teams or not? Right. And I, I would say both, just out of remote curiosity. And, uh, you know, they would say, they said, you know, if you include those seven teams, there'd be a lot of guys on those teams who would vote against playing. 100%. But if you took out those seven teams, the numbers would go way up. So, you know, I, I think, that, like, I, I will tell you this. There's a lot of players, Bob, who legitimately do not like the 24 teams. They don't like it. They don't like the setup. They think that the regular season rewards... I mean, look, you can do the math. Montreal's gone from 0% to make the top 16 to a much higher number. Pittsburgh's gone from 90-something percent to, you know, lower because they got to play Montreal now. Um, that's one issue. But I think the health issue, which is definitely a factor, that's kind of getting rolled into this. But that's even if we get the playoff format sorted out, you know, we're not going anywhere until we get the health issue sorted out. Uh, yeah, so uh, now I've got another question for you. Sure. Is it out of the realm of possibility? Yeah. Because it appears as though the Western Hemisphere is having maybe a little bit better going, and it, there's lots of reasons, population density, all those sort of things. Is it possible that if we were down to two pods, that the pods could both be what would be considered the West, like in the Western Conference? I don't have an official answer on this from the league, Bob, and I think they want to be really careful about this kind of thing. But I know that it's the the idea has been thrown around. Like I know it's been suggested. You know what happens if? Because the number one thing they're all telling us is you want to go to a region that's safe. Right. Okay. You know your region is safe. Vancouver is safe, and. You know, I do think they would like to have one hub in Canada if they can. And, you know, it goes to Canada's a big part of the game. Um, you know, the costs are less um, in Canada because of the dollar. I mean, the biggest question is going to be the border, right? Um, yeah. We, we know the border extension now through June 21st. I don't believe, Bob, based on what I'm hearing, phase three, which is training camps, is going to be before July. Okay. Like I, and I think that, you know, I think that's probably the most likely scenario. So that gives them another few weeks to wait and see 
what's going to happen with the border before they make any final determination, although it sounds like everybody's pretty confident it could get worked out. But I do think it's not impossible that they can say, okay, if these regions are clear, maybe we consider two uh, Western ideas. I want to credit the source because uh, I know the guy personally. His name's Michael Parchetti, and he brought up a very – you talked about the fact that not everybody – and this is going to happen when you have a 24-team scenario, but you talked yeah. about how percentages change. We just had Bob Nicholson on the show, and he's like, look, you know, it should be divisional in his in his mind. So yeah. Michael Parchetti just ran some numbers. The Oilers uh, – and I forget the web, uh, I think it's club stats or something like that. Those playoff Sports percentages. Sports club stats, I think. Thank you very much. Oilers go from 95 to 60%, whereas Dallas goes from 95 to 100% to make the playoffs. And as Michael points out, they're separated by the thinnest of lines. And Edmonton actually had a superior goal differential. Uh, well, I guess what yeah, I. Yeah, but, but, but Dallas yep. was up on points percentage. But, like, yeah. hey, look, I, I got, like, like, one thing I'll say, Bob, is that this is far from perfect. At some point point in time, you have to pick something and go with it. Yeah. And that's what we're at here. It's, 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 it's like, I really do think that the players would prefer 20 or 16. I think 16 is unfair. You know, like, look, I work for a television network. We have some role in this, you know, well, I'm, I think we are one of the people that said, can we get to Montreal? Um, you know, I mean, so it's kind of hypocritical for me to argue against it, really. Um, but, you know, I, I recognize my conflict of interest in this. Um, but, you know, I, I will say this. I think the team, I think the players hate the 24. I think they would prefer a 20. Um, but uh, I do think that one of the reasons they're going to do this is for TV dollars. And I can see an argument for TV on both sides that you want your Chicago Rangers and uh, and, and Montreal there. And I think Pittsburgh and Carolina and, and Edmonton, the teams that probably hate it. I mean, it's unfortunate, but yeah. somebody was going to get screwed no matter what. Yeah, and Elliot, by the way, I just took a look at my notes here. March 13th, you and me talked about a 20-team setup, and we thought yeah. at that time that would be the best-case scenario. Uh, Elliot, just in terms... You know, Bob Nicholson just said this is like competing, like bidding for the Olympics. And, you know, we know Vegas can make a compelling argument. Um, I mean, as somebody who's been to Vegas in both May and in September for weddings, I would be intrigued to know, you know, how they keep the ice. And maybe you can. Uh, One Somebody brought up with me, and we've got Elaine Watt coming up later on today. Uh, Could Alberta's tax... The fact that they don't have a provincial sale, sales tax, could a tax component help Alberta if in a head-to-head uh, matchup with Vancouver? Potentially. Uh, p- potentially. Like, I'd heard that. Like, uh, like I heard everything was going to be a factor. Taxes, everything, all that stuff. So uh, I can't say yes, but put it this way. Like, when I was asking people what's going to go into what the sites are, all of this stuff came up. Number one was safety. They said safety, like how safe is your area? Sure. Your area is pretty safe. Everything else was far down the list. But we know Edmonton's got a great rink. We know you can handle all these teams. Um, I, you know, the other thing I heard was that 
initially when they went to all these big cities, they said, can you handle eight teams? Then they went back to them and said, can you handle 12? And Edmonton's got no problem, it feels, handling 12. Like, you know, your bid is excellent. Like, there's a reason every report that we all do, people mention Edmonton. It's because you guys are legitimately in this. And yeah. we'll see where it ends up. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, even Berkey moved a bit on yesterday's show, by the way, just so you know. Because he's sort he of moved? been the, yeah, he's been a little bit of the pragmatic naysayer, and he's saying there's some optimistic signs. And, I mean, he even referenced what was happening, in uh, you know, with the state governors. Uh, what is it, Cuomo in New York and Newsom in uh, California, just saying, yep, their teams can come back and play. I mean, the fan issue is still, we're still a long ways away from that. But, he's, you know, he, those are two Democratic states where the governors have said, yep, uh, let's get the sports teams back playing. So that obviously... Well, I, I think, Bob, the biggest question, and I don't know if anybody has an answer to this question yet, is how much is too much? Like, everybody is talking about here that one positive test is not going to take down everything. Right. You know, we've seen in, in like the Bundesliga, there have been some players who've had to be isolated. I guess it was a coach who got suspended because he went out to get something at a drugstore when he shouldn't have. But like, here's my question. And I don't know if anybody knows the answer yet. Like, how many positive tests is too many? Is it five guys on a team? Is it half the team? Is it if you bring back 30 players, is it you can't ice a competitive roster? Like, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, but to me, that's the big unanswered question. You know, the other thing today is uh, I'm not a, a huge soccer fan, but I saw the story today about uh, the midfielder from Chelsea, the French player who, you know, he said he's not he's not going to play. And, yeah. you know, I mean, and it sounds like he's doing that with the full cooperation of his organization, that's another question that we're still going to answer here is what about NHLers who are not comfortable about playing? Yeah, the Premier League uh, stating that uh, they're confident they're about to be uh, as confident as they can be about a June return. The player you referenced is one of the best. He helped Leicester win a uh, their championship. That's Nagola Conte, and he's an outstanding player, real good mm-hmm. defensive mi- midfielder. There's your useless uh, soccer trivial. Uh, Man, that was better than I could do. Well, uh, it's because I got a computer. Uh, all right, uh, some quick hitters. What's going on with the draft, Elliot? I think it's going to be after the season. I, I know there's been some talk about August, but the problem with August is that um, you know you have to do it during the playoffs. And I don't think. And if you heard these guys scream about it before the playoffs, <laughs> I can't imagine they'd be thrilled about it during. I, I think ideally the league would love to do it before the league start up next year, assuming they do start up on time. McEwen uh, Univers- but it may not be possible. Uh, no, we're not going to go to commercial break yet. Just, just an FYI. <laughs> By the way, you had a fantastic. It's live radio for you. Uh, you had a fantastic suggestion in terms of flipping. So let's say Chicago theoretically would play Edmonton, or let's use Montreal or Pittsburgh as a better example. So yep. Carey Price, who for three consecutive years, Jack Michaels, has been voted the best goaltender in the NHL. Uh, he still thinks By the players. By the players, yes, by the yeah. players. Uh, let's say Carey Price pulls off the upset the Montreal-Pittsburgh. What was your suggestion in terms of how uh, what should happen with the draft? Flip the picks. So if, well, I, you know, this is an Oilers show. You know, you yeah. guys are playing Chicago. Uh, Chicago right now would have the ninth best lottery odds. If Chicago beats Edmonton, you guys get the ninth best lottery odds. Yeah. 
That's, that uh, to me, because whoever, that to me, because that puts whoever's out in the lottery, um, that to me is, a, I mean, I, I did have someone, Bob, who said to me that's the second dumbest thing I heard in your column. But, you know, I, well, I, I like it. Wait, wait a sec. What was the dumbest? They didn't like Jeff Jackson's idea of the, of the seven-person draft in June. So just having the seven teams that are out? Yes. Okay, uh, there we go. Well, uh, Elliot, uh, great stuff. 12.51 in Edmonton. Uh, let's see what – do you think the vote comes down tonight or do you think we'll have an answer tonight or by tomorrow morning? I think I, – I know the league would love to get this out as quick as possible. So if they can do it today, they'll do it today. As always, uh, we, we appreciate you joining us here in Oilers now. Take care, Elliot. You too, Bob. Have a great weekend. You bet. That is Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort and Casino. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you again. Elliot is our headliner today, brought to you by Touchback Safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training uh, sessions still readily available. When we come back on Oilers Now, we will get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I don't mind the suggestion from Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers that if the teams that are 17 through 24 knock off a team that's 9 through 16, that you flip picks in that scenario. I think that's fair. Uh, this is Oilers Now. It is 12.55 at Edmonton. And a... Uh, Proud uh, advertiser and a great uh, community-minded uh, person is uh, Drew Shamahorn from uh, Elite. They've uh, been with us for all nine years that we've been on 630 Ched with Oilers now. And we are going to go to NHL today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time every time at Elite Promotional Marketing. And back at the 630 Ched studios, here's Brendan Escott. Well, I'm not going to rehash the format as we did that uh, a couple of minutes back, but we can say for sure that the NHLPA executive executive board, uh, which is made up of player reps from all 31 teams, they're set to basically review and vote on by the end of today uh, that uh, proposal from the league. Less than 24 hours after Claude Giroux took the ice at the Minto Skating Centre in Ottawa, which is the only arena in the city with ice, uh, it had to close indefinitely at the request of authorities due to the pandemic. It's a private rink that opened up for pro players yesterday and was actually booked 14 hours a day for two straight weeks, if that doesn't go to show how desperate people are to get back on the ice, but no specific word was offered as to why it was immediately shut down that's interesting uh well interesting stuff we'll wait and see uh, anything else you wanted to throw out there <laughs> that's all we got from the hockey world i think everyone's hey, your waiting guy with Arz- yeah your guy arjun atwell who played for the shirt park crusaders yes sir Arz- I'm told he is committed to the uh, University of Calgary Dinos. Yeah, he's uh, he's the Edmonton boy. I think he saw a couple different opportunities, decided to get away from home, and we'll see how that works out for him there at the thought, sport thought, level. I thought he might go to Grant McEwen because they are now in that league this year. Uh, let's go to a text here on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Chisler, a.k.a. the voice from the past, living down in Vegas. Bob, I love Pink Floyd to open the show. This might sound hypocritical, but keeping Vegas ice in summer, not an issue here. I hated Elliot's draft thoughts. Uh, just saying. Well, now, I did not think the Chisler would say this. More Jack Michaels on your show. 
24 teams is too many. Adds to the chiseler. I'm out. There you go. And, uh, Brendan, did you see uh, Spec had a little bit of fun with me last night uh, after we we talked about potential um, docu series mm-hmm. that you can make, and I know Mark decided to uh, send a little love tap my way, and uh, we got a lot of resp- response to that. So uh, Spec's comment was, "Bob's, I want to see the uh, documentary Bob Stoffer planting trees and taking names," and I countered with uh, the spring of my lifetime discontent and sent him a photo from 1991 near Smithers. Were you born in 1991, by the way? No, a couple years off, 94. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, you ever been to Smithers, B.C.? No, not that far north, nor do I ever plan on it, to be honest. It's, you know what? It's actually a cool, it's a cool, uh, pretty cool little town. Uh, I would say certainly a lot better than Fraser Lake or Burns Lake or uh, places like that or Hazleton. Uh, Smithers has got a, a kind of a funky feel to it. And we'll see what people know right now. Uh, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Name the uh, brothers that won Stanley Cups with the Flyers in 73, 74, 74, 75 that are from Smithers, B.C., which is also the hometown of Danny Hamhuse. Uh, off to a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy. Al Waugh, an NHL agent and a popular one when we come back in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.